Sisters podcast with Nicole and John Ellen. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Radical Awareness podcast. We have a fantastic episode in store for you today as we are chatting with the amazing man known as Wizard, Sean the Wizard. Uh, aka wizard tribe 333 if you're looking for him on instagram sean holds an amazing body of knowledge a very wise man who shares with us all about his work um, and what he does for the world working with among other things uh, the earth grid and all of the connections between the ley lines that run through the earth these energetic pathways that connect all of these sacred sites around the world so Sean has been working with connecting to the energy of these grids and some might say healing these grids or helping to bring awareness to them and the power that they hold and the ability for us to reclaim our connection to the energy of the earth itself so it's a very very fascinating chat and we have connected with sean um, through many avenues that we hold a lot of interest in including the work with scalar devices or this idea of working with scalar energy through um, devices such as tensor rings such as the sucker punch um, scalar wave generating device um, and many other things and he is currently in a group of collaborators who are producing scalar wave devices that are available to purchase now these devices have many many functions not least of all a very powerful tool for healing using frequencies so fascinating chat that we have that goes in many different directions and we'll put a bunch of links to what we chat about into the show notes so have a look at those lots of names are dropped and we try to include uh, most of them in the links um, via instagram uh, if you have any questions at all or you're keen to connect with Sean, uh, you can actually pop onto his Instagram, follow the link in his bio to get a 15-minute discovery call to actually help you connect to the work that he is offering. Um, and he does run sessions. So plenty on offer from Sean. And as he describes in his own bio, his mission is to create a space for beings to remember their divinity. And I think even with the opening prayer that he guides us through at the start of our chat, you can really connect to his passion and connection to that particular goal. We really hope you enjoy listening to this episode. We sure had a great time talking with Sean. And if you want more of this stuff, don't forget to drop a like or subscribe or share this episode around so we can start to spread the good word of these people, particularly Sean and the people he's connected to, that these people are out there doing the good work, just really working towards 
changing the world by way of being the change that they want to see in the world. So for me personally, very, very inspiring. And I hope you get uh, even just a little bit of that inspiration from listening. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Radical Awareness podcast. Nicole and myself are very excited to have uh, this wonderful guest um, and without attempting to introduce him, I'm going to let him introduce himself. Oh, so. Let's just say, guys, we've met on Instagram. Yeah. You know? I want to just give big ups to the Instagram platform in the sense that we've connected in with a beautiful community through all of the stuff we're doing with Organite Creations and that's how we've connected to Sean and it's been brief so we know very little except for kind of following him there. So super excited to learn more about you and, and share that with, with our people over here. So Yeah, so take it away, Sean. You mind if we all say a prayer before we get started? Yeah, we'll just light up our life. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's take a deep breath in, breathe in all that beauty and the love. And breathe in all that beauty and love out into our now moment. Nice, easy breaths through the prayer. Thank you, Great Spirit. Thank you, Mother, Father, Earth. Thank you, Air, Water, Fire. Thank you, North Vulture, East Hummingbird, Eagle, South Wolf, Anaconda, West Bison, Deer. Thank you, Oak, Black Walnut, Pine, and Birch. Thank you, All Benevolent Animal, Plant, Insect, and Mineral Medicine. Thank you, All Benevolent Guardian, Guide, Teacher, and Ancestral Medicine. Thank you for my life and my son's life. I'm here as the humble hollow bone of my highest self as creator. And I'm here to share things that are in resonation from my now moment and my experience with my brother and sister are grateful for being here. I see blessings on my life, my son's life and all of our relations, on the lives of our hosts and all their relations, on the lives of all everybody listening to this and all their relations. Aho. 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 Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you for allowing me to pray. <laughs> <laughs> What's really funny is I've got a lot on my plate right now and I forgot. So I'm glad that you reminded me because I'm having a disconnect between committing to things and then putting it in my calendar because of all the things that float around. But I was downstairs. I have a blissful abundance of brother guy are staying at Rainbow Bridge right now. And we were just down there and <laughs> blissful, blissful abundance was chanting a Maori chant. <laughs> so it's kind of fitting that now I'm up yeah. here talking to y'all out there. Um, so I love those alignments. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, basically I just, the big thing is I carry the prayer rainbow bridge, which is the vision of sovereign self-sustainable community. We're doing it here in Illinois where it talks with the owner of buying the property that we're on and we're going to turn it into a 508C1A ministry trust. That's a private ministerial association. So we have our own membership. And then part of that membership will also be getting your affairs in order. So correcting your status, starting your own trust, uh, and then reclaiming because they're the United Nations in 1975 put out the indigenous rights. I, I forget what it's called exactly, but it's a book full of articles that basically acknowledge that any indigenous beings have rights that are outside of the state. So we are all indigenous organic beings of earth, which means that they're essentially telling us that they are not indigenous organic beings of earth. If they're writing law of acknowledging all of us as not having to ascribe under their laws. Um, 
So, but basically that's the prayer to do that and build it as a sovereign, self-sustainable community. And they're all, they all came in at this time. So that's kind of the main thing that I'm doing now, but that all ties in with the grid work and with the scalers and with the breath and with the prayer. And really like, I just see what my, my, one of my part, main parts of my mission is just to create sanctuary, like, and that is heaven, right? Heaven is sanctuary. Yeah. Like it is the highest vibration of being at peace. So, you know, that's what my version of the prayer is. Cause I've always heard my elders tell me, it's like, you carry your prayer, but it's the prayer. It's the prayer that we've all carried. And it's mm. that prayer, you know, being in the highest vibration. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like with the earth grid stuff that basically finding that and then finding the UVG grid is what connected brother Gaia and I and blissful abundance, because I start, I think I might've been one of the first people to post about the UVG grid on Instagram. And thanks to Dan Shaw, who's definitely the the steward of the UVG grid at vortexmaps.com. He, uh, and then Beth Hagens who put the grid together and Paul Becker, I believe his name is, um, they're the ones that actually put the UVG grid together, which is a Google Earth plugin you can download from vortexmaps.com. Dan Shaw has tons of amazing PDF books over there for very reasonable prices if anybody's interested in tapping in about the Earth grid. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was posting about it, and then Brother Guy reached out to me and was like, hey, can you show some ley lines close to us? And that's when we started working together. And for anybody who's not familiar with Brother Gaia or Blissful Abundance, they're the ones that kind of reintroduced tensor rings to this community after Slim Sperling discovered, re, re, maybe discovers the wrong word, but remembered them back in the day in like the 60s or 70s. Uh, so they've been doing that work and then they were building up their whole network and grid. And now we're all together. And I feel like it's a really potent time, like with you, both of you where you are right now, like, that place got hit so hard by this thing that they cast as a spell on earth and having people there to hold high frequencies is so important. So I see you both and being here with smiles on your faces right now (laughs) on the other side of this. Um, And I find that it's a real blessing to be able to share space like this, you know, that Instagram is Instagram, right? But everything is a tool. What is your energy and intention? Even if it's got, Somebody started it with negative intentions. That doesn't matter. We can transmute anything. All the laws of this place are the laws of this place, and they don't change according to who's using them. So uh, I think yeah. it's a really beautiful thing that we are able to transmute what these things were created to do and lock us into a system of slavery and actually turn it into our freedom and yes. our sanctuary and this what we see as the highest and not what someone else tells us is the yeah. highest. Oh, so beautifully said. 100% agree. It's this thing of, you know, you get so stuck in the polarity of good and bad or this is that. And I think that's sort of where we're at. You know, you've got to go in and kind of understand, or I believe, I guess, go in and understand some of the darkness and what's going on. How do we get here? What is it, what What is actually going on? And then how do we, like you say, transmute it and kind of come out in a different way to create the reality that we want and deserve and who we are as sovereign beings to our mother earth that we're not anything outside of that and yeah we've been very recently um delving into that over here and what it means in in sort of new zealand law (laughs) and that we're actually all you know officially dead uh by our birth certificates and kind of trying to backtrack this to understand it and i think it's 
I know for myself, it's like every cell in my being just hears the truth. And it's like, you know, we were born knowing that there was something out and then trying to put the pieces all back together and to be able to connect with community all over the world and be like, okay, we're not actually going crazy. We're doing something that makes sense and resonates so deeply that it's not really understood by the conscious mind. And a lot of our, I know, friends and people in our community feel the same. And it's always hearing that from others to be like, keep going. And these are the things that we're doing. You know, this is how it works. And the power of prayer, right? Starting that and really speaking it and being it and understanding the spell, the illusion that we're kind of, kind of coexisting in and how that we then make more of our lives about existing in what I want to call the, you know, the new earth or the, the, the real earth, <laughs> the space yeah. that we all belong to, but like our own perception is distorting our reality. So yeah, I'd love to hear about maybe a little bit of your journey coming into it. Like, was there a point that you were very not aware of it and then, you know, have kind of in a sense, I hate that word woken up, but started to unravel, let's say, and, and find more of the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Well, ever since I was a kid, I knew that it wasn't supposed to be the way that it was here. And it made me really angry. I remember I used to like, because I, I grew up in an area where there were woods, but it wasn't far from New York City. So like, it was interesting because it was like the mountains of New Jersey, which are the foothills of the Adirondacks. So it would be, uh, or the Appalachians, it was the Ramapo Mountains. But then, you know, you would drive 20, 30 minutes and then you're in New York City. So it's a really interesting dichotomy. And I remember being in the woods and just like seeing it, what it looked like without the houses and roads and be like, that's what it should look like. Yeah. Not what it is now. Mm-hmm. And then when I was in 14 or 15, I joined this punk band. We would go play in the Lower East Side of New York City. And it was like cross DIY, like destroy the system. And so that's where it was like, we were all like, yeah, this is not right. Destroy it. But what it really turned into was destroy yourself because you can't destroy it. And just, you know, that whole myth yeah. of destruction. Right. But what I learned from that community was DIY, do it yourself. And that there is tribes that you can travel around. With. Okay. Ask Uncle Fred to help you. Is he inside? Oh, we love the babies. Yeah. <laughs> um, me too. <laughs> That's why we're all here, right? Yeah. That's something like we can, I just want to tap into that real quick, but like, I feel like that's part of it, right? What I saw, like I saw a tribe in that experience, but what I didn't see was the preserving and stewardship of innocence. It was expose yourself to the dark as much as possible, learn as much about it, but there was no guide. The only guides I had were, there were very few elders in the scene because they were either dead or mm. they died from abuse. You know, like there was a lot of abuse in yeah. the scene, yeah. heroin, alcohol, you know, whatever, right? Whatever substance you could to numb yourself. Most of us had trauma too, that we were gravitating towards this where you're in a basement and there's a band saying about suicide, throwing razor blades out as a joke, you know, like that was the joke, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, but then like, I love the kids, right? Because this is, we're here to like, right now, this whole thing is about inverting it. So the innocence is exploited right away. Mm. But really it's about like, no, we maintain that as long as possible, like mm. as they learn discernment until they can see everything for what it is. Because mm. even when Babylon goes, I mean, this, and wherever we're all going, like this 3D is still going to be here right now. Polarity is the law of the 3D. So 
it's not that that I feel it's not that that's shifting. It's we are shifting to yeah. embody all of it and dip in and out when it's necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that kind of gave me that experience. But so I had uh, been aware of things <clears throat> back then. That was ninety six. So that's when I started to learn about. I mean, that's what I'll say, the wisdom and knowledge and awareness of how Babylon works. Like, that's when I learned about how one, you know, percent or what less owns everything and all the things that they were doing, all the things that they were involved in. Um, But that was a lot to carry then from that age on, because there was the Internet was here, but it wasn't like it is now. There wasn't an Instagram community where people could just tap in. Like, I even I wasn't at that space yet. Like, I had my own things that I was still healing from. And I didn't, let's just say there was lineage things that I wasn't fully conscious of or present with, but showed up in my reality. And in doing that, I didn't want to be connected because of the things that I was seeing and experiencing because of what was in my lineage. So I moved to Colorado and that's where I got in with some people that were all about, you know, right when the flower of life came out Mm. on breath work, but I was also half in that, but also half in just like still partying and try and numb away from all of that stuff and that carried on for many years and then in 2015 my grandfather died and I started to chant a lot of mantras and then I just that was really kind of it was almost like all right like you're not turning this off like now it's time to like you've been aware of it this whole time and others are aware that you have whatever is going on and then when my son when his mother was pregnant like that's kind of when it was like all right like now it's moving into embodiment and like get ready for everything to get pulled away that isn't serving which happened (laughs) yeah uh yeah that's also so when my son was born is when i got my first copper pyramid is when i discovered the ley line app and basically him laying on my chest for the first like three weeks of his life i was just kind of immersed in plotting as many places on the earth grid as I could because I was still like I'm a little skeptical even though I would go on land and feel it and be able to like find spots and be like oh this is the place Mm. uh and then I plotted all the sacred sites on earth I plotted like all the nuclear test sites prisons nuclear power plants Mormon temples and like 90 percent of them fall within either right on or within 50 miles of a ley line or cluster wow so you know, I love the kids because my son came in and was like, hey, dad, take care of me. And then I'm like, well, you're going to teach me more than I'll ever teach you. And you already have. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So what's it, the UBG grid? Can you tell us a little bit more about this? UBG. Yeah, it's UBG, Universal Vector Geometry. But yeah, that was so basically Buckminster Fuller, if anybody is familiar with him, came up with the geodesic dome. And then that's what they call the uh, the Shungite, the Fullerene, because it's based. It looks like the Buckminster Fuller geodesic dome, and C sixty has the most Fullerenes on Earth. But right. so for the UBG grid, they were initially talking about ley lines, and like Russians were too. But then they just put the platonic solids over the Earth, like the tetrahedron, and laid it over, and basically they all pretty much a lot like the Bermuda triangle There's a ton of lines there. I think there's 50 UVG points or something like that, where they all meet. They're just these gigantic clusters. There's another one off the Nazca lines. Uh, there's another one. They're all over the place. There's one in the Sonoran desert. There's one right above Scotland. 
There's one right at the mouth of the Nile River. There's one right over by Mount Fuji. Um, so basically that, and you know, then you start. So when we talk about sacred geometry, platonic solids is how all matter manifests, right? But yeah. if we're only focusing on manifesting matter with our life force, then we're feeding that matter with our life force. Mm. The other geometry that isn't talked about a lot, and I, there's a whole division with people that I'm not with that, and I don't ascribe it to any person, but I see the shapes, and I work with people to see the shapes too. There's ones that are based on uh, cube, the tesseract, and that's how light manifests. And then you'll also see that the cube, they inverted it. So Christianity, the cross is an unfolded cube. Hasidic mm -hmm. Jews wear a cube on their head. Islam is around the Kaaba. It's a black cube. So it's magic. It's something to manifest things, but you can invert it or use it with your right intention. So there's nothing to fear about it. It's just reclaiming it for what, you know, maybe reclaim is the wrong word. It's just being, you know, embodying what our vibration is with it. There's a whole other grid system for that stuff that I haven't fully dived into, but other family has. So mm -hmm. I I feel that the UVG grid is a great place to start and to look at right now, because that is like in uh, November 11th, around November 11th, there was the Travis Scott concert in Houston. That was basically a satanic a human sacrifice thing. Yeah. And that was right on this ley line. And then the 1212, the Kentucky, huge tornado in Kentucky was on the same ley line. And then like wow. a month on one, one, there was this crazy weather anomaly on the same ley line in northern New York. This line also goes directly through Serpent Mound and then connects up to the northeast that were 90% of the water serpent mitts in, in the Americas. Yeah. So it's basically a super strong serpent line. And they're still putting energy on it. Like they just did the, the shooting down in Texas. So, yeah. yeah, the UBG grid is basically how I look at it is it is if we think of the universe as being infinite right if since creator is infinite the infinite is the creator is infinitely creating infinite co-creators who are co-creating infinitely yeah. so when you start thinking about the earth grid like okay the uvg grid is one aspect of the earth grid mm. but i've seen other grids that dan shaw the keeper the steward of vortex max has shown me that Somebody went and plotted all the mounds that were in Michigan based off of a geological survey from way back when, before they all got destroyed. There are so many. And basically, whoever did the grid plotted them all as lines. So it's like a, almost like a super fine mesh that goes down over Michigan and goes off. So you could almost look at that on the micro level. like Because I feel like it's not a line. Energy... It doesn't move in straight. I mean, it does, right? But like when we look at yeah. energy, like on Earth, right, with water, it's like rivers and streams, mm -hmm. and different celestial events will pull it different ways. So you could be at one spot on the summer solstice, and then you there on the fall equinox, it feels completely different. So I feel like there are all these little lines, like little tributaries of the big lines. So that's why I feel like the UBG is a great grid for bringing awareness to what's there, but it's not. It doesn't end there. There are infinite versions of it and what resonates with you the most. Yeah. So when you go to these places, these locales, and um, or when you send prayer in that direction, what is the what is the intention that's sitting behind that work? If you're there in the physical, are there rituals that you do? Is there a process that you go through? What is what does that look like? Well, 
I was shown in a vision how to do the work. And then it was also, I feel like a little bit of coyote medicine to trick me to kill my ego with the work because then I went out there thinking I had to do the work everywhere I went and I got some really uncomfortable situations. Uh, so I've been sitting with the last year with an uncle of mine who was in the red road, which is the Lakota tradition. And basically I've kind of, even before that I was out here at rainbow bridge alone. I just, I had another vision where basically I was showing that I, I had stuff to heal. So I stopped doing everything. I stopped having sessions with people. I stopped selling crystals. I stopped doing earth grid work and I moved out here. I just spent like, I don't know, the winter alone for the most part. I had some my son, his mama once in a while and some brothers, but otherwise I was just like, it's time for me to, to go inside, you know, be alone and sit with this. I spent a lot of nights alone sitting, you know, in a dark room. Just mm -hmm. like, all right, here I am. <laughs> like, what is all the parts of me here? Um, and I find that's important. So like micro to macro, when I sit with myself or others, I just create safe space for the fractured parts to come home. So when I go to a space that is on the earth grid, I'm not doing anything except being present and listening. I used to go and open a portal, leave offerings, do all this stuff. But pretty much I'll go and just ask. What, you know, is this just, am I just supposed to sit here and breathe? Like, is there dancing involved? Is this a bigger thing? But, you know, if we are intentionally going somewhere, like we did work down in Florida, where we're gridding, we gridded by where the line comes in closest to Miami off the Bermuda Triangle, or the Atlantis cluster, I call it. And then it goes all the way out the other side of Florida, the Everglades. And we went down along that line and gridded the other end of it. So with that, just pray, you know, say good things about how you see it in the highest vibe and what you touched on earlier, like not in opposition. Like there is no opposition because mm -hmm. it's the Trinity of love that gets out of the polarity of, you know, white and black, right. And wrong and all that. So with that, it's, I like to use tensor rings and Acuvex like that brother got the brothers of Gaia make, because what I've found is that like, those are like, you know, as we do this work, right. Like, it takes a lot of time to steward spaces if you're doing it and praying. Cause like if I'm in a space that I'm stewarding, even if I'm in the house, I'm visualizing do it, leaving offerings around the place when I say my prayer. Yeah. And depending on how many times I got to do that a day, if things are flowing in or out, but when you put a tensor in that's just a pillar of light that's there always. So like it's a quantum shifter because it doesn't require you to be as involved with it. So I feel that that's really important when we look at what the inversion has done is they've literally like Nauvoo, Illinois is where the first Mormon temple was built. Now the Mormons, Joseph Smith was supposedly quote unquote kicked out of the Freemasons and went West as this crazy prophet. Well, he basically built Freemason buildings doing Freemason rituals on ley lines and clusters all over the Western U S and now all over the world under the guise of the Mormon church. So when you go to Nauvoo, Illinois, the first temple was there. And now all around it on all the lines are Masonic Freemason lodges. So basically anywhere you find a Mormon temple, you're going to find Freemasons. And it will be on a, Salt Lake City is on a big grid. Like anywhere that they are, they built, there's in Meridian, Idaho, I think is also a grid. and They've got it. So you just look at what they, the prayer is to hold space in this place. And if you can look from beyond the inverted system, all the sacred sites are on places where ley lines or clusters are. 
So how do we go and honor these spaces the best? I like to just show up and be present and ask what it is. But when we go there as groups, I mean, the same thing that we've been ceremonying together forever here on Earth. Drum, fire, song, dance, love, plants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's that, you know, it's where a lot of people, ourselves included, get stuck, you know, and, and understanding all the inversion, all of these things that go on, it just seems so dark. And it, But it's interesting to hear you say, you know, I've gone by myself and sat with that because knowing that when we even explore this stuff, it does hit all of our own trauma, our own pain, and then makes us act out on that. And so it's this integration process of, yes, recognizing it, but how, how do you do the work for yourself to then be in, in a form of acceptance? Because listening to you talk, there is such an acceptance for what is to be like, can I turn up? Can my ego, which really is that story, be out of the way so that I can just love and actually embody myself as a human with the, um, with the innocence, right? Of like maintaining that sense of innocence along with the wisdom of this is what's going on, but I'm here to kind of be at a different vibration, but that's hard, you know? And so it's definitely a test to you doing a lot of that work. And I think important for people to, to hear and remember, because we get so stuck on the, what I've got to do to fight this, or how do I change this? Or it's too big, or, you know, how do I do the work? And even in the sense of doing our own work, it can still be forced, you know, of trying to be like, I've got to get this done so that I can then go and serve the greater good rather than, is it about preserving preserving your own innocence in that sense and then being able to embody what it is to be a, a human here. And we've seen many like fall into the temptation, that mission oriented kind of temptation of becoming the, the master, the leader and like telling everybody else what to do and how to do it. And that it's beautiful that you took that time to be alone you know, that it, that it drew, it drew you back in to be like, okay, let's come back and, and have a little restart, a little reset. Yeah. And obviously with all that, like nothing is external. So all this inversion is, is our collective unhealed subconscious from looping mm -hmm. and trauma and karma over lifetimes and lifetimes and lifetimes. So the sooner that we can all just look at it in ourselves is the quicker it goes away outside. We just turn around and stop paying attention. It's going to fall apart. Like it, we have to pay attention to it. Otherwise it has no, nobody to watch it. It has nobody to energize it, nobody to support it. And you know, it's the thing I say too, is like, there's infinite stories, right? So if you get stuck in the stories, you're hearing this earth school infinitely, but like, there's also infinite trauma. You don't have to feel it all, but you do have to feel what you experienced and blocked out in order to get out of this earth school. Mm. Like you can't hide from it. You can't get away from it. And there's yeah. right now the cult that's here on earth. That is the mainstream culture pushes escapism. So with, yeah. while saying like, Oh, it doesn't magic doesn't work, but here, watch this movie where we show you the world ending with a disease that kills everybody. So you're all focused on it, but the magic doesn't work. Trust us. Oh, wait, here's a, here's a, here's a secret symbol in the beginning of it. <laughs> oh, it's so true. It really is in plain sight, you know, amazing. Yeah. Cognitive dissonance, yeah. strong thing. It really is. Um, okay. I want to talk about the thing that we've ordered. We'll call it the thing. You're the guy. Uh, yes. So, um, in part of our connection to Sean, talking to you, the audience now, um, we connected to him, Brother Gaia, um, Golden Sun, and there's probably others who are involved in that collaboration. Um, 
but we ordered a Scalar device. Tell us what we've ordered. <laughs> Talk about it from your wisdom. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, so Scalar Waves, I mean, there are many different names. You can think of it as Zero Point Energy, you know, Source, Creator, Taurus Shield, Pillar of Light. Tesla talked about it as longitudinal waves. Like, they don't move like 2D waves. They're spirals. Mm. And you can think of it, at least this is how I've come to it in my understanding through my research is you can think of it as one spiral and then another spiral within that spiral. So it becomes mm -hmm. a standing pillar of light. And then it becomes essentially a torus. And then you can even think further, quantum fractalization, there are infinitely large and small spheres nestled within and without each other. And this is quantum reality in that these also structure within the cube. All, within all the geometry, right? But it starts when you have a cube with a 45 degree, and I'm going to shout out my brother here, Higher Knowing 12 on Instagram, my brother Brett Edwards, who's a super master geocode wizard. If anybody's interested in diving in, he is the one that I learned this from. But it's a 45 degree angle will go from one point to the other point, and you can essentially leave that cube and go into another cube. Now, when you put two 45 degree angles together, it creates four equilateral pyramids within it. So why are we being taught to work with angles that are not 45 degree angles? Because 45 degree angles would allow us to shift between quantum realities like that. So when we start working with scalar waves, we're basically creating a hologram fractal that is within the hologram fractal. And we're not all, this technology doesn't create them and amplifies them because they already exist. Hmm. There's also a scientist, I found his paper, I don't know where the, the title or anything, but it is published that theorizes that it is how your DNA communicates with itself. So what, what these devices are that we're working with um, is basically circuit boards that have metal inlaid upon them in specific geometric shapes, running through copper wires that then run into an amplifier that then run into right now we're using phones and tablets, but we will at some point offer something that you don't require anything if you pre-programmed or you can use a laptop because it allows you to get greater. You can use square waves, which actually everything works, but square waves are the ones that pack the most punch. Um, and then you play frequencies through that. Uh, and, you know, there are other rifing frequencies, but it's not a rife machine. Rifing machines either are on your skin or they actually emit plasma because they're playing such high frequencies. And what he did that was so smart is you couldn't, you can't patent frequencies. So he didn't want anybody to know what he was doing. So him and his helper, they hid the most rifling frequencies are really high. They hid them in low carrier frequencies. So you couldn't hear them or detect them, but they knew what exact, exactly what they were. Um, but basically you're taking these frequencies and you're playing them and amplifying them. They're going to the circuit board and similar to how cymatics works, right? When you see sound mm -hmm. move through water, it structures it. So it's creating this sound. And when you play it through the right sacred geometry, so we use the Tesseract and the Flower Light because we're manifested. Some people will tell you the whole metatronic grid has fallen. That's cool. I respect everybody's space, you know, but I also see that I'm in this realm and I can manifest matter with light that comes from source. So mm -hmm. quantum shifting, that feels to me like the quickest way. But so it's going through both of those and then it goes through... There's also a tensor ring around it. And then it goes through one of the one with, I don't remember which one you guys ordered, but there's three different models, but each one, pyramid. one is a pyramid. 
one is a sphere and one is like a disc, but they're all organized by golden sun. And it contains a lot of things. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but I will tell you, it definitely has shungite, tourmaline, copper, GANs. Yeah. We're not familiar with GANs. I'm not going to be able to explain it super well, but I've been working with it for a year and I can tell you it's a massive shifter. Uh, magnets and a whole bunch of other things. And so basically now you're running these frequencies that are amplifying scalar waves and the scalar field is amplifying with these structured vibrational light and matter frequencies that are then resonating through all this crystal organ power, charging it up because organite can hold a charge too. Hmm. Golden Sun has been testing out with the violet wand. I forget, he said it will hold a charge for a certain number of hours. Like you can measure it when you take it off. And then we put a monsoon coil on top by the brothers of Gaia. And a monsoon coil is a tensor ring wrapped in electric wire, a specific way that plugs in, and then it's playing the frequency too. So you're getting it, and then you're amplifying the monsoon coil. And I mean, when we put these things out, like we're, we're cloud busting for real. Like they've been laying it thick the last month, like in the spring, they were really doing it, I think, to mess up the growing season out here. But we would have it out, and it would just be a circle above the house. Like wow. and one would fly over, it would just like dissipate like that um so it has many uses too really what it is you could be i had a, a brother come stay at rainbow bridge and he had quote unquote covid when he moved in i was like all right let's see what these things can do and i just lived life with him here and i didn't i kept the covid frequency playing like immune system and i was totally good i also got lyme last year and through water fasting herbal tinctures i beat it mostly but then when I got the scalar machine, like it pretty much disappeared completely. Wow. And what I think that is, is you're basically playing this creation, the, yeah. the geometry of creator amplifying that zero point energy that's already there with these intentional frequencies. So whatever you do in that space is going to magnify. Um, and I will also say too, that is true on the healing experience. It is like, Anybody who's done any deep healing work, whether it's breath related, movement related, family constellation related, sacred plant related, there is always a purge. There's always a realization that something in your experience is not serving. And how do you release that? What is the process with that? It's the same with these. Mm -hmm. They can be uncomfortable, especially if you're playing a bunch of different frequencies at once. So I share with everybody, go slow. There's no need. Everything is moving quantum and these will make the quantum go quantum. So, you know, don't die. Be, be prepared when you're going in that you're not like, I'm going to go level 9099 because that means you got to release level 999 worth of trauma and karma. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. We've known those ones. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, even just in, you know, I mean, we see yoga and running trainings and people will be like, I just want to heal everything right now. And we're like, that would be a psychotic breakdown. I don't recommend it. <laughs> and just the beautiful, it is an innocence and I'm so excited. And it's like, I just yeah, want once, my Kundalini running now, now, I want it now. You know yeah. what man? Like, <laughs> one step at a time. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is funny, you know, we're all there and we all want the, um, the kind of bizarre quick fix, but we really don't because it is not just all unicorns and rainbows. It is, you've got to face, well, everything. And uh, we've generally got a lot of shit. And I think like you mentioned, lineage, ancestral shit, yes. you know, this isn't just what we perceive or I have people go, oh no, 
I, I haven't had any trauma in my life. And I'm like, oh dear, you know, that means you've got more than you even know. I can even look at. <laughs> I'm yeah. excited for this journey. <laughs> but um, yeah, what we're carrying. Shout out to know. our friends who have told us that and have healed so much since so then. Much. Beautiful and we love people you. out yeah, there. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's always that moment where I think, I think in a way that does bring back our innocence, you know, that laughing of, of when you realize that you've been armored from the outside, it's like the armor's been put on. And then as you, you know, like, I'm fine, I'm fine. You take it off and there's this beauty and the ability to laugh at it. And then to be so brave and courageous to keep going because you understand the process. We always think of it like a spiral, you're moving around and you keep going kind of up, but you face all the same stuff just from like a million different perceptions, right? You're looking at it through. All these different eyes. So I was like, but I'm sure I've healed this. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> Here we go again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Double yeah. chocolate this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's amazing to, I mean, for us, you know, we're pretty recent into our Organite journey and coming into all of this type of technology. And it was, we were, we were actually lying in bed and it was like a very clear message that I've had all through my life when I'm supposed to do something being like you're going to create organite pyramids and I'll be honest at that point I didn't even know what resin was eh? <laughs> resin <laughs> so the whole thing's been super rapid and then bringing it together and meeting people like yourself and just seeing what everyone's doing it's incredible to learn more about the the technology and how we can support ourselves that healing and the connection to the earth and just what we can do for the highest vibration, you know, that can be used for so much love and coming back home and, and recognition of our own yeah. selves. And we um, got inspired um, by Brothers of Gaia and um, I went and created a um, sucker punch. I was like trying to figure out how to do it and with the help of um, all the peeps on the Ministry of Scalar group that we joined guys it's the most helpful community like yeah. we've been in a, the yoga world for a long time and the yoga world is like i know some amazing people but it's it's much more like this we entered this world and i feel like we just found this like the most bizarre beautiful family ever and i mean yeah, yeah like we say we've been in the spiritual realms for a long time um but this was such incredible support yeah and yeah. so we we made this sucker punch looked up some frequencies and um, was running a frequency through it and we took it for the first time to a market and we were like the most exciting thing at the market. There was a whole bunch of other storeholders and all of these things. It was crazy. <laughs> we were just like pumping, just so busy the whole time. People are just soaking up the organite, like tell me about it. Like, even people that couldn't afford it were just there like asking question after question after question. And I swear it like it removed the veil that we feel like we've had on for years. We've never been so seen. Yeah. And we heard someone say that and we're like, this is the strangest thing. Like, and knowing what to say and kind of being there, it is, a, it is the very, I would say there is tangible difference having this stuff in our lives <laughs> to quite a huge degree. And we've done yeah. a lot of other breathwork and yoga. And I mean, that's all had its own benefit as well. And I would never say take that away. We do all of it, but it's a really interesting shift. And yeah, the, the being seen is quite bizarre. It is like, I think you use the words, the quantum going quantum, you know, that's really what it feels like. It's like, oh, there's more gears in this whole situation. <laughs> yeah. Um, what well, was I feel your, like that? You go. That I just like 
I feel like that it's like almost like you become super aware of how quickly the timeline can shift. It's like, I feel like it's like, Oh, I'm in a different timeline now. Like, and it's not always comfortable. It's like, Oh God, I'm in a different timeline now, <laughs> you know, but sometimes it is comfortable. Like you go to the market, everybody's like, what is this thing? Like and yeah. with that, uh, there's somebody named blue pillar 44 and he's a really strong brother, massive wisdom keeper. Goes live on Instagram a lot. Brother guy actually met him in Tucson, talked with him, and it's like everything aligns. Mm -hmm. So he's definitely an ally um, and a teacher. But he, I caught a live where he was reading, I think it was chapter 22, 17 out of Revelations. And it, they talk about the city of heaven. And the city of heaven is very, or the city of Jerusalem, which is heaven on earth, but it very specifically lays out the 12 stones in it. And at another point in the Bible, it lays out the same 12 stones that the priest wore on his breast. So I feel like there is absolutely something about embodiment in this realm by working with the metal and the, you know, the stones yeah. and the technology that is here. Yeah, we yeah. cannot be embodied in earth if you don't embrace what is here. And I love the yogic path. I love everybody who knows the ascetic realm, but even Siddhartha Gautama, he went and sat by the tree and he came back. You know, and it's like, we have to come back and be, and I feel even more now, there's a book by Jeff Brown called Grounded Spirituality. It's about really grounding. Like I, last year I mentioned I was fasting, you know, I'm not going to say that I'm, I'm definitely eating differently. And I'm, my relationship with food is different because these energies can be really wild at times. And I'm like, all right, it's time to ground. Like, I'm going to go eat mm -hmm. some solid food and not like, not like I was eating you know, prior yeah. to this whole thing, but definitely more consciously prayerful and like not to gluttony, but also acknowledging that it's just as much a part of this experience. And when we're talking about this shift, we gotta be with food. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, you could fast, but is that is will everybody be able to come up in here and fast like that? Are they gonna be able to show up? Because what the fasting is gonna release so much trauma and karma too. Like we need people to show up and be ready to work in the community and then Show, that's what we're working on rainbow bridge now like a constitution a helping hands guide like okay this is a place of community which is a place of service first and foremost if you're mm -hmm. coming here to heal then you're either making a trade in labor currency or some kind of offering it's mm -hmm. not just showing up and expecting that your this is your space to heal at because it became my space to heal at by the work i put in to get here it became this person's space to heal at by the work they put in to get here and I really feel like that's part of this whole thing right now is like the full embodiment is like being with the physical, but with discernment, like we don't have to identify fully with it, but we do have to embody what it means to be an enlightened, like an in loving form. Cause it's mm -hmm. like, it's not about light or dark. It's about love. Yeah. Like the light and dark exist and you can't have one without the other. And you know, you can send all the love and light you want, but if you're not holding space for darkness, then there's no new life because there's no womb. Mm. There's nowhere for the crystals to come from. There's nowhere for the stars to come from. There's no void. So yeah. it's not one or the other. So we have to be in an in loving state to be able to really embody it in the physical. Ah, oh, so beautiful. Just so well said. <laughs> just so well said that the, I mean, yeah, the being actually grounded in the, the path and, and being here you know and with others and and with food and with the earth yeah it's just that resonates greatly and we actually just i mean the reason we delayed this 
podcast is because we've lost we lost my closest friend you know to a, to a stroke so really quickly and I was just with someone else this morning and talking about you know there's leaning into the grief and then there's leaning away from the grief and when you lean in there's this purity in the darkness that it's like this is actually my sadness my darkness my pain my absolute you know all of that but there's like absolute beauty and expansion in it because of the leaning in because my it was such a, uh, an incredible, I think, testament to the personal work we've done to be like, I'm in love in my grief. I'm in that space. And then witnessing, or maybe I'm assuming, others who are leaning away, right, yeah. and out of it to see that, oh, no, I want to stay in the, 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 the light. I want to stay in the goodness of the world. I'm like, but you're missing it. Like, you're missing. You're leaning <laughs> in frustration. <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, that's your experience and that's beautiful. But it was just to go through it so real and be like, wow, you know, this is, there is such purity, strength, and grace in something that would perceivably be in the darkness. And so beautiful to hear you say that and to to honor my beautiful soul sister who's now my spirit friend um not my physical friend but it's um yeah it is really amazing if we were to lean into everything and that idea of leaning into the darkness and whatever that is and why we have this perception or that we're conditioned to believe right that the darkness is bad so that they can keep a sense of fear and divide and separation within us because i'm like well even inside us it would be pretty dark yeah <laughs> <laughs> and also, also there's glow worms in there I yeah don't know. <laughs> but also when you're talking about innocence to see her um her four-year-old son dealing with the grief in such a beautiful and innocent way was so profound yeah it was absolutely profound it was just to see the way that he was processing it and i feel like he had a level of and maybe who knows what the next few weeks will bring but a level of acceptance that not many others in the family were near experiencing that he he was yeah he he had a sense of reality about it um, which is just such a fascinating little teacher there for everyone to be a witness to. Yeah. And that has, just like to take a moment to acknowledge you both and your friend and her family for navigating this transition with Jeff. She's even with you more now yeah. than prior and for navigating it with love and grace and ease and holding space for yourself and others. I see blessings in all your lives and on her transition as well. I hope. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it really it feels so um, special to be able to share because it's so recent, and you know, it's it's what happens, and it just it's a beautiful thing to be talking to someone like yourself and kind of knowing where we are, and also I don't know, being able to lean into the into the truth of what it is. But I do feel her so much closer. It's an incredible process in that way, amongst all of the very deep pain that exists, you know? Mm. Yeah. Mm. 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 Yeah, and with the with the scalar technology as well, we had we had the the sucker punch. Um, and I just had a little alligator clip clipped onto a photo of her during the whole process from the first stroke. She actually came to everything was looking good. They were talking about discharging her and, and all of these things. Um, but it was like the potential of that connection assisted her in buying time, if that's a thing, or finding time to, to connect with those who needed 
who needed some time before she decided to depart fully. And these, these moments that were, um, yeah, really a beautiful way. And we held space for her on the, um, whatever night that was Saturday night and came together, um, as a, as a family of people who knew her and that we put all the intention into this device into into the, the the sucker punch which was connected to a little copper pyramid and made a little shrine for her basically and that that felt like it was holding space while we were doing the other things in our life as well it was such yeah, a beautiful thing i think the biggest thing was we wanted to hold it for if she wanted to you know there's so much gripping at that end when something happens of like oh no please please stay and it was like recognizing that of course that part of me wanted her to be here earth side but also opening up to if you need to leave if this is your time we support you with love and grace to leave you know so being able to to move in both directions which is so hard but it was so beautiful and powerful to to be there mm. um, so that's a little bit about that yeah <gasps> oh. oh did you get a snack <laughs> it gave me a toothache <laughs> he went to the farm today to get raw milk and then we stopped to get smoothies and he was all about toothpicks he so we got How the toothpicks old is here. i got some for me he's four and he's out of here <laughs> such a beautiful age that's just so lovely mm. oh. Anyway, little there? teachers. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> hi. Hi. Oh, hi. Hi. <laughs> okay. What else is in the old uncles? We're finished. No, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it suits you, you know. You must have known. Want the toothpick? The toothpick. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Your raw milk and your toothpick. Yeah. So um, as we sort of come to a close, is there anything you'd like to say before we close today? Maybe I'd like time? to say that what you did for your friend's passing was really beautiful. And like, if we put it in just kind of stepping out, I mean, lean into the grief. There's certain cultures I'm, I've heard of that like will come to the person whose loved one passed and basically bring everyone there to talk about it and grieve all together. Don't mm -hmm. give this space to go hide and be away from it. And I feel like, you know, we're remembering ceremony and we remember ceremony and we're remembering ceremony in a higher level. Like mm. The stuff that we've been told is our history isn't really our history. Yeah. And there's plenty of things that show that we are, we're at a much higher space and that this being the Kali Yuga, we're low down on the totem, but we're remembering back up. And this is part of it. And we're remembering the ceremonies that actually amplify the power of source. So I feel like y'all just put down a big beacon for her to see and feel the love on the transition. And, Mm. You know, that is a portal, I mean, portal, quote unquote, but it is a space that source manifests in and out of, like constantly, mm -hmm. infinitely. So just in that grid, like if we're in a hologram fractal reality and we are hologram fractals of creator, then we're the infinite co-creators who are co-creating infinitely. So if we're doing that, we can choose to co-create whatever we want. Yeah. And I feel like that's what y'all did for your friend right there in the family is you chose to put in a big bubble of light when she left to anchor that frequency here. Yeah, yeah. so i see both of that thank you thank you um, yeah i would just say that if you want to tap in and see more my instagram is wizard tribe 333 
Mm. I have a website that is technically up but hasn't launched yet that we'll have the scalers on. That's wizardtribe333.com. Yeah. You can go to brothersofgaia.com for tensor rings. You can go to Golden Sun Oregon on Etsy. I think he has a website too. He's the partner that makes the Oregon. Um, and really, like, I am encouraging every single person out there that I can is to keep doing what you're doing. And if you feel alone, that's okay. Keep reaching out to people, even if you don't know them. Like, you'd be surprised. Most of the people I'm working with now, I didn't know three years ago. And I met through Instagram or through the spiritual community. And we're, we're literally building a brand new or remembering the version of earth that is our version of earth is indigenous earth beings. Mm -hmm. So we have to do that in community. And there is a time to be alone and heal, but there's also your community that you'll find and that you'll align to. And it might not be the first person you talk to is that person, but that's someone along the way on the journey. Mm -hmm. And that even though it might seem daunting and that everything is stacked against you, really everything changes like that. Yeah. And it's just aligning to that frequency that anything is possible. Everything is possible. And that in order to get there, you got to think that nothing is possible. Like that's the polarity. We have to master it both. Like it's not one or the other. So when you're thinking that way, give thanks because that means it's about to flip and you're going to be in a whole other flow. <laughs> Uh, oh, that I feel complete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I also would just like to thank you both for this invitation. It's really beautiful. And thank you both for being stewards of where you are on the earth grid right now. Mm. Oh. Thank you. It's very much our privilege to have you on. And thank you for being so open and including us into your community because it's just felt so supportive and so beautiful. It and really just has. Yeah. yeah, at a time for us where we've just felt so held even from so far away. So thank yeah. you for the work that you do. It is beautiful. Yeah. And we're just, yeah, really happy to be connected. Yeah, blessings yeah. to you. Thank you again mm. for joining us. Mm. Thank you. So much love to you both. Now, one more thing. If anybody wants to be a part of the Ministry of Scaler, they can DM me through okay. Instagram or they can email me wizardtribe333 at protonmail.com. Ministry of Scaler is going to also be a 508C1A church with a PMA. And our stated mission is that all scalar generating devices are sacred. All devices, whether biological or mechanical, because we are scalar generating devices, which mm -hmm. means that and anything that we use are scalar generating devices. And you cannot outlaw creator. So that's what the Ministry of Scaler is all about. <laughs> oh, Amazing. yeah. It'll be all in the... We'll put it all, all in the, the show, notes. show notes. Yeah. I might have put to links play that back. <laughs> slow it down. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll put a bunch of stuff in the show notes and all the connections to everything you mentioned um, so that people can tap in with a simple click. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for connecting us all. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. So much love. Much love. The Radical Awareness Podcast. Mm -hmm.